Monica. And I'm Esther. And, and we're, we're the Fact, Fact Detectives. Detectives. We love investigating cool facts about cool stuff. And we do this by speaking to the experts. Smart grown-ups who know all the cool facts about everything. Hey, Annika, do you think the continents were always the same? What do you mean? I think I can help you out there, Fact Detectives. Hi, Rolf. Rolf studies fossils and rocks at Melbourne Museum. I do. Let's get started. What's your first question? Fact one. What is a continent? In geology, a continent is a very large and solid part of the Earth's crust and is thick enough to have a part above the ocean, which forms most of our land areas. On the Earth today, there are seven continents. You can probably even list them all. Give it a go. Asia. Africa. North America. South America. Europe. And Australia. There's one last continent. Antarctica. What's the difference between a continent and a country? That's a really good question. It can be a little bit confusing because Australia is a continent and a country, while Antarctica is a continent but not a country. A country is a land that is controlled by a government. Countries are also sometimes called nations, states or nation-states. In the continent of Africa, there are many countries, like Zambia, Ghana, Senegal and Mozambique. There are many countries in the continents of Asia, South America and Europe. Oh, yeah! But the Earth used to look completely different. Instead of the seven separate continents we have now, they were joined into supercontinents. Like Gondwana. But before we get to that, do you want to know how they form? Yes! Fact two! How do continents form? There are gigantic slabs of rock called tectonic plates that sit on top of the Earth's very hot mantle. This hot interior has currents, a bit like our ocean but much slower. These currents of the super-hot nearly molten mantle rock move the plates that are on top of them and the tectonic plates collide or crash into each other and separate and move away from each other very slowly. How many tectonic plates are there? There are about seven major plates today. The biggest one makes up about 20% of the Earth underneath the Pacific Ocean. There are also at least 20 small plates, depending on how geologists count them. The smallest plate is just a bit bigger than the United Kingdom. There are two main types of tectonic collisions, depending on what two types of crust meet. These are called subduction and uplift. Uplift is where two continental plates crash into each other, forming mountains. The most famous example is the Himalayas. This is where the Indian continent has been colliding with the Eurasian continent for the last 10 million years. Wow! Subduction happens where one plate slides underneath another, which only happens to ocean crust. On the other plate, this can form coastal mountain ranges, inland volcanic ranges and earthquakes. If you look at the east coast of Asia to Japan, there are lots of earthquakes and volcanoes. 
And that's because part of the ocean ducks down and pushes the crust up, which forms Japan. At the same time, a lot of sediment is washed out into the ocean from the land, and these bits get pushed up against the bigger landmass, for example, China. So over long periods of time, chunks of crust slowly build up and fuse with the land. How fast are these crashes happening? Usually very, very slowly, about three centimeters per year on average. So it's like a crash in super slow motion that takes millions of years. Fact three. What was the supercontinent Gondwana? Gondwana was a massive ancient supercontinent that formed around 550 million years ago. By around 200 million years ago, when the first dinosaurs were roaming the Earth, it began to break into the landmasses that we have in today's southern hemisphere, including Antarctica, South America, Africa, India, and Australia. It's hard to imagine, but the land that we know as Australia started out around the north of the equator, and then eventually it moved to the southern hemisphere, and even spent a lot of time around the South Pole. When it was hanging out with Antarctica, during that time, Gondwana also joined with North America and the Asian continents to form an even bigger supercontinent called Pangaea. Imagine being able to walk from one side of the world to the other without getting your feet wet. You'd need to take a lot of snacks with you. Yeah, but even the landmass that we know as Australia today was different from most of that time. There's a really ancient part of the continent over in the Pilbara in Western Australia. It's more than three billion years old, and Australia is basically built up around it. Half a billion years ago, Adelaide would have been on the coast, and none of the continent that sits underneath the eastern states, like Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland, even existed yet. In fact, it was still ocean floor, and took. Half a billion years to build up with sediments from the land and submarine landslides. In a way, this is still going on, as scientists have evidence of submarine landslides that happened in recent times off the east coast of Australia, from Brisbane all the way down to Wollongong. I'm a paleontologist and a geologist, which means I study fossils and I look at the rocks they're found in. Studying both these things gives us clues as to how the world used to be millions and even billions of years ago. For example, fossils of deep ocean creatures have been found on the top of mountains, even Mount Everest. Wait, what? Yeah, the reason is that fossils used to be on the ocean floor, but when India and Asia collided, they got pushed higher and higher up into the mountains. But how do we know which continents were next to each other when they joined with Gondwana? Well, fossils of the same species of plants and animals have been found on Antarctica, India, South Africa, and even Australia. For example, there's no way land animals like reptiles could have made it across the wide ocean that exists today. But instead, it makes sense that they walked on land. Here's another not so secret tip. If you ask your grown-up to help you Google Pangaea political map, you can see just how well the seven modern continents that we know and love today fit together. Fact four. What was Gondwana like? Well, in general, the Earth's climate was pretty warm back in the Cambrian period, about half a billion years ago. 
There were lots of early multicellular organisms during this time, including the first trilobites and even some primitive fish. In these pre-dinosaur times, there were inland lakes and oceans. For example, in the middle of Western Australia, there was a giant reef system similar in size to the Great Barrier Reef today. But isn't most of the middle of Australia desert now? That's right. So at this time, which do you think happened? Was the sea level higher, or was Australia lower? Lower, higher. You're both right. As the continents move around, they push up and build up and tip down on the other end. At the same time, the climate was very warm, and the sea levels were much higher than today. Fast forward to 100 million years ago, and the middle of Australia was almost entirely covered by a massive sea. It was called the Aromanga Basin, and what do you think it was full of? Dinosaurs. Yes, as well as marine reptiles like plesiosaurs, ichthyosaurs, as well as sharks and lots of other creatures. There were also ancient forests filled with pines, ferns, and ancient ginkgo trees. Today, in the World Heritage listed area, the Gondwana Rainforests of Australia on the east coast. There are some of the last remnants of these ancient forests, including over 200 rare and threatened animal and plant species. Fact five: Why did Gondwana break up? There are several theories about this. Some geologists think that hotspots, where really hot magma from very deep near the Earth's core, comes very close to the surface. Heating and weakening the continent, and eventually breaking the supercontinent apart. Others think that when the crust at the ocean floor gets very old, it starts subducting all by itself, and once that happens, it can start pulling the continents apart to separate them. When continents start breaking apart, you get what's called a rift valley. Which is like a huge trench where parts of the continent basically collapse down as the two sides pull apart. The most famous one today is the African Rift Valley, where scientists think the early humans evolved. About 100 million years ago, a rift valley formed between Australia and Antarctica, and it was filled with giant rivers over 100 kilometers wide that washed sediment from Queensland and New South Wales down into Victoria. There were huge flood events that formed the sediments where we find dinosaur fossils today. Australia finally pulled away from Antarctica about 45 million years ago, and is drifting north towards Asia at the rate of about three centimeters per year, similar to how fast your fingernails grow. Ocean currents originally went from north to south while Gondwana existed, but once Australia fully separated, a current formed that goes all the way around Antarctica. And keeps it isolated from warmer waters, keeping it really freezing. Once Gondwana broke up, the climate on Earth went from really warm to icy cold in just one million years. And will another supercontinent form? That's a really good question, and the answer is probably. But we can't really predict the shape of the continents and the seafloor millions or even billions of years into the future. Try this at home. Here's a fun activity that will help give you an idea of how tectonic plates work. Ask your grown-up to get you an orange and a plate. 
Try to remove the peel from the orange in as large a piece as possible and put it to one side. But don't worry if it does break. Now break the peel into three to four pieces. These are your tectonic plates. Now try to place the peel back onto the orange. Each separate piece of peel represents a tectonic plate. Can you fit them back together? For an added challenge, take the peel off again and now cover the orange with jam. Imagine that the jam is the molten layer of the Earth's upper mantle. Now put the orange peel plates back on and start moving them around. Watch what happens to the jam layer. I want to try that. Me too. Thanks, Rolf. Anytime, Fact Detectives. This has been another awesome episode of The Fact Detectives with me, Esther. And me, Annika. And Rolf Schmidt, who is a paleontologist and geologist at Melbourne Museum. And big thanks to Addie, who wanted to find out how the continents were all connected. If you love finding out the facts as much as we do. And if you have a big topic you'd like us to investigate, then get in touch at factdetectives at kindling.com.au. This episode of The Fact Detectives is a Kindling co-production with Melbourne Museum. To find out more about the world around you, head to museumsvictoria.com.au.